Welcome to Seen and Heard in Edmonton, the podcast about bloggers and podcasters in the capital city of Alberta. I'm your host, Karen Unland, and joining me today are Michael Vecchio and Elliot Tanti, the hosts of High Level Showdown, which examines politics at the municipal, provincial, national, and international level from the vantage point of Edmonton. Welcome. Hello. Thank you so much for having us. us. This episode of Seen and Heard in Edmonton is brought to you by Taproot Edmonton, a source of curiosity-driven stories about the city powered by the community, and you'll hear more about that later in the show. All right, Michael and Elliot, let's start at the beginning. Why did you start High Level Showdown? Uh, Well, let's see. Uh, I think we can trace its roots back to... Henry Marshall Tory building at the University of Alberta. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Probably. And uh, the Department of Political Science. And that's actually where Elliot and I first met. Uh, we, uh, in Canadian Politics 220. With, yeah. With Professor Trevor Cheer. And that's where, so that's where we first met. And we proceeded to have a number of classes together uh, as we completed our uh, political science degrees. And, you know, we always had discussions, whether it was over drinks or lunch or whenever we talked. Uh, well, I, originally, I think it just started... We our day ended at the same time, so we'd leave class and take the LRT together. That's right. That's right. And yeah. we had we were going the same direction, so through and basically from the moment the class ended until I got off my stop at Grandin was which is one stop from university, by the way. Right. So it wasn't a long. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a long. So we we had a lot to get out in that in that little bit of time. Um, was a very interesting and in depth uh, conversation about the politics of the day at the time. It was the Harper Conservatives and, and uh, the mess that Alison Redford was in, but it slowly developed into uh, whatever was happening of the day. Yeah, so, you know, we were always passionate about it. And then Elliot uh, had another podcast project before the High Level Showdown. It was called What's Up, You Alberta? Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, so he kind of, you know, dabbled his feet in that and, and got a little of experience. And then he suggested to me about two years ago now well, you know, we talk all the time, you know, I think people would like to hear our take on political events. And of course, we studied it. And, you know, why don't let's do a show. Let's do a show. And, you know, it was when we started, it was just a, uh, a project for us. And, you know, we were hopeful that we would get a few listeners. But uh, to say now that we've recorded 79 episodes yeah. and two years later, and, you know, we have a, a steady listenership and we're part of Seen and Heard Network. We're, we're very pleased, and uh, it's just been a great project for us. I did yeah. not realize that the, the name of the show was anything more than a shout-out to a, a landmark, but actually it started with you having a showdown on the high-level bridge from <laughs> well, the yes. stage. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, Michael and I generally agree on most things, but where we don't agree, we have a lot of comfort in ourselves and, and in our friendship to disagree. Mm-hmm. And so and, and the I, show started as a, as a combat show, as a show, the idea was that, was that we would debate every week. And, and we still do. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, the, the mandate of the show, I think, has changed. Since that's right. Actually, when we conceived of it, it was that on every issue that we were to discuss, we would have opposing views. Right. Like, you know, those panels you sometimes see on BBC where they have you know the pro argument and the con argument mm-hmm. and, and so even if let's say we agreed with an issue if i was assigned the con side i would have to be the con side right so but as elliot said it's kind of changed where uh, we don't always disagree well, well and that we, was just more of a discussion and analysis yeah. 
and sometimes we disagree obviously like electoral reform yeah, file yeah, you know, for sure and, uh, the name of uh, the the prime minister's uh, office building right. i guess yeah. uh, you know like for me i yeah. think that that wasn't genuine the idea was that we would have this combat show and you see that on tv and it's sort of a, a, a fixture of politics now where you have to have opposing sides and go back and forth and i think that you know that made a lot of sense for us because that's what we'd seen everyone do um, but we quickly learned that the shows were better, our content was better, and what we had to say was better when we could feed off each other whether we agreed or not. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that, mm -hmm. that we didn't have to assign sort of a side to an issue. Yeah, um, It yeah. does sometimes get genuinely heated. Do you ever like go to bed mad like do you ever <laughs> I, no actually to be quite honest you know once we stop recording it's as if you know, i mean i've never felt any animosity towards la and I, never I, yeah. never and i think yeah. you know there's i see is this is a deeper thing and, it, and i think it has to do with our heritage and and, and where we come from because yeah. both well michael's uh, family are immigrants from yeah. uh southern italy and and my father's Maltese and so we grew up in very combative households where <laughs> yeah. the idea of getting your point in wasn't necessarily that it had to be the smartest but was probably that it had to be the loudest so that everyone could hear you over everyone else and uh, that is not I don't think that meshes well with maybe traditional Canadian values and yeah. Canadian society but we we can get heated and, and be upset with each other on the show or be upset with the other person's opinion but it doesn't there's not an emotional feeling to it. Yeah, and you know, you know I've you know, lasting even feeling, point yes. out to the example. You know, I've seen many MPs on the Hill in Ottawa who were from different different parties, and yet they're friends yeah. outside of the House of Commons. So I mean, I, I mean, obviously, Elliot is. Uh, I, we make fun of it on the show. He is more conservative than I. So our political uh, I, views are. Well, when you're putting me up next to Karl Marx over here, yeah. <laughs> so we're not always aligned. That's true. Yes. But but the the friendship and uh, the understanding has never been uh, tarnished in any way. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that you know maybe. I think when we know we're going into an issue where we're going to take opposite sides, the pre-show banter is is pretty sparse. Whereas, like you know, we usually like, oh, how are you doing? How's your mom? You know, what did yeah, you do yeah. last weekend? Uh, when we're going into something that we know we're going to disagree on, then you know, there's a there's a maybe a, it's a bit quieter before the show, but yeah. it always sort of resolves itself. And I think the issues generally resolve themselves on the show, whether we come to an actual you know defend yeah. answer or not i think we kind of know when we both made our points and we've attacked the other person's points as sufficiently as possible and we get to the point where we're just repeating ourselves then yeah it's over it's actually a good point that one thing that i like about your show is there's some structure to it right so it's not just two guys sitting around a mic talking until they're done talking you have segments and you have topics so how, how do you prepare for a show uh, well, so as as you know, political watchers every day is basically preparing for the show. Right. So watching out, you know, what's what's happened in the world this week that's of notice. And of course, uh, you know, Donald Trump alone could really fill up an episode. Mm -hmm. And we've taken up large portions of our show just to talk about him. So, you know, how do we prepare? It's just always, you know, reading and watching and you know, being politically uh, watching the political game very closely. Then. When we meet up for a recording day, we, you know, I say daily, well, what do you want to talk about this week? Oh, well, uh, uh, you know, Trudeau's rolling out uh, marijuana legislation. Well, that's pretty big. Michael I guess we should talk, talk about, about that, that right? <laughs> and then we, we uh, write down a skeleton of the show of, you know, uh, what we want to talk about. Usually we try and structure it from a, 
you know, local level to a provincial level to a national level getting bigger. Sometimes it doesn't always work that way, you know, depending on how significant events are. You know, for example, we started off an episode a few weeks ago on Donald Trump because it was so explosive, you know, everything that was happening with the FBI and such. So we needed to get that right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we come, I, we come in, we, we make a skeleton of the show, and then, you know, okay, this is what we're going to talk about. And then besides that... We just start recording, you know. I guess like we don't make one of the de- we don't make detailed points of okay this no. this this like okay, Trudeau marijuana, Trump Supreme Court, uh, budget twenty seventeen, and that's all that we write. You yeah, know, we, that, usually, we know what's going. We usually going do have do the computer open, you know, with some files, you know, numbers and other little really though like around a budget for example where my numbers would be i think that you're kind of playing it down though michael because you've been doing this for two years too like (laughs) when i listen to politics and i have to know what's have an idea of the goings on i know what's going to be top of mind for you because it's top of mind for me as well so you know issues around the legislature for example but you do a good point of this uh, of sending articles on maybe more obscure issues to me midweek yeah, so that I'm yeah, like more up on it and have an idea of this or, and, or what's going on. Right. Yeah. Um, so there is a little bit of like midweek conversation back and forth, whether it be through like a oh, Facebook chat of or course. a text yeah, message. Um, but generally speaking, I think now after two years, we have a good idea of what the other one's going to want to talk about and are pretty well prepared for those. Right. as we go yeah and then yeah it's a simple show note structure and we try and budget it so like every topic has one third of the show we leave a little bit of time for our 780 segment and we're out yeah that's right so um one of the things that's happened during the 75 episodes is that that you had a chance to get some extra distribution on gorilla radio yes. so that i got to think that maybe reaching a different audience i don't know what have you noticed about being there that has changed anything about like your audience reaction i think from uh a, a analytics perspective um it certainly does help our reach does mm-hmm. help our growth we have we have seen an increase in subscribers and weekly downloads um since joining g radio um, people listen through the embed that they put up on their website. In terms of the response back, I do think that it's hard. It's difficult to associate responses to the show to one thing. It might be a factor that we're getting bigger. It might be get a factor that we're talking about a certain issue one week. Um, but certainly the more places that you put yourself on the internet, the more opportunities there are for criticism. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and so we have seen a little bit more of that. Um, but generally speaking, it's just led to more people listening and, and what comes with that and people that agree and people that disagree. That's my feeling. Yeah. And I just, you know, I have to say how, you know, humbling it is, uh, that Jeff Williams, of course, who runs, uh, G radio, gorilla radio approached us, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, obviously we were looking for more platforms, but the fact that he came to us and said, you know, I'd like your show, uh, and I'd like to be, I'd like it to be part of my lineup. So, uh. I guess we were doing something that was, you know, uh, but that part of that too, is, or, or, yeah, and, and, and insightful in a bit. So I think yeah. you you have to talk to Jeff and also Karen yourself as well. You've done yeah. wonders for us and just getting our name out there. And 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 I'm not just talking about what you've done, uh, you know, with CTV, but just even just doing the 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 roundup, the roundup, and yeah. and, and uh, you know, announcing this is what we're talking about here, and and saying that you're a fan, which is very humbling, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is uh, you know, the more people that we associate with. Uh, uh, helps us and, and and you're a huge part of that and, and so thank you for that as yeah. well 
Oh, well, you're welcome. <laughs> Literally the least I can do. And I listen to it anyway because I love that kind of stuff. Um, Michael, you also write for a blog called Before the Cyborgs, yes. which is about pop culture and sports. So what do you like about doing that? Well, it's uh, it's the, you know, my, I have many interests, of course. So you see my interest in the political field on the High Level Showdown. But of course, my other love is film and uh and uh, history and music, of course. So, as you said, uh, Before the Cyborgs is a, is a blog uh, that was actually founded by another friend of mine, Nate Lamb. And uh, so him and I have collaborated to uh, create this other outlet where, you know, he and I can share our love for film, for, to a lesser extent, television and music. And uh, it's, uh, we provide film reviews. We do a film analysis uh, and other, you know, other commemorative pieces generally. So it, it's an avenue for me to uh, further expand my writing portfolio personally, and uh, to you know, able to uh, uh, further delve into my other interests besides politics, which is film. So I would say, uh, you know, oftentimes on the high level show, I, I do recommend films. Yeah, and I talk to Elliot about films. Uh, you know, even before we start the show, when we're just catching up, and you know, how was your week? So, uh, films are a very important part of my life as well. So it's, uh, I'm glad to have before the cyborgs as, as another avenue for me. Yeah. Quite the uh, Renaissance man, because you uh, you've been talking about wrestling lately, and yes, I know that yeah. you're also an <laughs> opera fan. Absolutely. So I wonder well, how much how many people are in that overlap. I, the I, I would uh, I would describe it this way: opera and wrestling, professional wrestling. They're pro- they're both performances. That's true. That's as true. is politics, right? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so so it, it, it's an art form, right? Yeah. It's a, it's a show, and uh, you know, just like the great Wagner operas are, you know, over the top four hours. Well. Uh, WrestleMania last week was four hours. Yes. So, uh, it's a big spectacle. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> For sure. And then, yeah. Elliot, you've talked on the show about working various elections, which is so interesting to have that kind of behind-the-scenes point of view, whether it's the Ward 12 megabyte election or <laughs> the American uh, presidential election. So what does that experience let you bring to the podcast? I think about strategy a lot. I, I, I like to think that um, that is sort of my strength when it comes to politics. I like to see the different players, but also the maneuvering that goes on amongst them and, and in the background. Um, and a lot of that insight and, and, and that those thoughts uh, and messages that I bring from the show have come from those different experiences. Uh, I grew up in a in not an incredibly... Uh, political household, but a household that was that encouraged me to be political. Um, so I was working on an Anne McClellan ca- uh, campaign when I was, I think, 12 years old, mm-hmm. <laughs> door knocking because I was the cute kid that they could stand yeah. next to her at the door, <laughs> kind of thing, right? Yeah. Um, and that sort of informed uh, my interest in politics, you know, from a very young age. Um, so I think that that helps to. I think provide some perspective on why, not just what's going on, but why these things are going on. Uh, yeah, I think one of our favorite examples was probably the recent new by-elections, federal by-elections, yeah. where it, we, we asked ourselves, well, there's the conservatives have two because they have two people, but why do the liberals just sort of have make three happen? Well, one one was a death, but why, why, why were those other two called? And, and now why are they all being called at the same time? Oh, wait, that's because the liberals don't want to be, they want to make sure that they still win three to two yeah. and it still looks mm-hmm. like they're... So th- that for me is really interesting and that gamesmanship and that political maneuvering and 
uh, how you defend yourselves and how you go on the offense uh, has always interested me and, and really informs, I think, my interest in politics, but also my yeah, perspective I, on the show. I just have to say, I think that's on, on the show that Elliot is, is stronger on that in terms of the policy. And uh, he's able to, you know, see the games that right. uh, parties are spinning. And I think he's better than that than I am. And it's, so it's interesting. I think what we both provide, he, he can do the policy analysis better. And I usually bring a historical and, uh, you know, I bring up facts or trivia or dates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of, you know, Canadian ins- prime ministers. <laughs> ins- absolutely. I think insanity. that's uh, my, my stronger suit <laughs> where, you know, he can analyze the policy a little better. So if, I, if, I, if my ability to analyze, you know, the political gamesmanship is even half of your capabilities with political history, well, then I'm yeah. doing pretty good. I, I should probably be running a campaign. <laughs> <laughs> well, you. you may have a chance. So we have municipal elections coming up in Edmonton. So I won't ask what your... Uh, politicking plans are but do you think that high level showdown will do anything special around that other than just paying attention to the race uh, what do you mean besides and like uh, scrutinizing it and such yes, yes. Uh, I don't know we haven't discussed I think it, we almost uh, have to one of the things that we've yeah. been hearing more and more as criticism but also from people that like the show and listen to the show is that they they want they're looking for more Edmonton based content sure and we have tried to uh, incorporate that as much as possible. For us, it's very easy because you can kind of say everything going on at the legislature is in Edmonton because the mm-hmm. legislature's here. Yeah. Um, and sometimes we lose that mandate when Trump does something ridiculous so, or there's a, there's an elbow gate in, in the House of Commons. But I think as a show, we have a duty and obligation uh, to Yeg to highlight those ward races and, and what's going on there. Because I think that this is going to be a more bitter civic election than we're used to. Mm-hmm. I think huh. there's going to be some pretty serious challenges um, to councillors from the left and from the right, which is uh, maybe an indication of where we are as a city and where people are think it's going right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we, we looked at uh, the by-election for War 12 uh, very closely in a number of episodes uh, last year, actually, last February. So with a full election, uh, yeah, I think Elliot's right. We have a duty to, uh, to expand uh, what we do uh, and, uh, well, especially yeah. as the mainstream media shrinks a little bit, I feel like it's incumbent on us independent guys to fill in the gaps a little bit. Absolutely. I think that that's one of the, 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 the biggest struggles in, in politics right now is that people like to pay attention to what they, what they like to pay attention mm-hmm. to. And uh, sometimes it's the duty of you know, those content producers to get things into people's ear, ball, ear holes or eyeballs, right? Yeah. And, uh, and there are a lot of big questions for Edmonton moving forward as a city that's emerging as uh, a very important one in Western Canada and growing substantially. Um, and I think that, if nothing else, we have an obligation to make sure that these individuals who want to represent us um, at least their message is, is, goes through at least some criticism outside of uh, what's at, heard at the doors yeah. or yes. what you see on a Twitter account. Yeah. 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 Okay. So. Well, we'll take a break, and when we come back, we'll hear about the local podcasts or blogs that Elliot and Michael recommend. This episode of Seen and Heard in Edmonton is brought to you by Taproot Edmonton, a source of curiosity-driven stories about the city cultivated by the community. I'm Stephen Chapansky, co-founder of Castria, which produces this podcast. I have wrested the microphone away from your host, Karen Unland, to ask her some questions about Taproot, which is another project of hers. 
Hello, Karen. Hello, Stephen. What has Taproot done now? We did another story. Yay! Yay. <laughs> this one is another one by Mel Priestley, and uh, she looked into a question that she actually had, but many of our members were curious about, about why does it seem like so many people are removing snow from their sidewalks with those awful, noisy leaf blowers? And uh, so she looked into that, and it turns out it's way more complicated than you thought. Well, where, where did that story come from then? Well, she was just thinking like there, that it's just a noisy, noisy winter, right? And it turns out that we had a lot of fluffy snow, which you could actually move with leaf blowers. Not like we've been having this spring, that wet, heavy stuff is... Um, good in that the leaf blowers don't move it. <laughs> so we don't have to worry about that. But uh, you'll recall that there was a lot of, it was like that dry snow that was really easy to move. And so she inquired about it and it turns out that uh, there's a lot of good reasons for the maintenance companies to want to use leaf blowers instead of shovels or, or, or brooms to get rid of that snow. It's a lot faster and, and uh, there's a lot of incentives for them to do that. The problem is they're noisy, and uh, sometimes you end up with a chorus of them in your neighborhood. So she talks about that, and if you really hate that, she talks about how you can complain to the city to maybe try to get it stopped. Sounds interesting. Where can uh, people read the story? They can find it at taprootedmonton.ca. What else is uh, Taproot up to? We are gearing up to do some very fun and interesting things around the municipal election. We've also introduced a kind of a new story form that we're going to roll out in the next few months called Offshoots. So we, Taproot members are the, the, the people that start our stories by saying, I'm, I want to understand this better. Some of the questions that our members have seated so far are... They're really interesting questions, but they don't need a 3,000-word uh, story to answer them. So we've got uh, a new bevy of freelancers who are ready to uh, answer some of those questions in a shorter, tighter, still delightful form. So it's kind of like rapid fire in a way. Yeah, yeah. Just like that. How does one become a member of Taproot? You go to taprootedmonton.ca and you press join and then you can uh, become a member. It's $100 a year or $10 a month. And uh, you'll get lots of interesting opportunities to express your curiosity and have your curiosity uh, satisfied. Thank you very much, Karen. Uh, read the latest story and help Taproot put more stories into the world at taprootedmonton.ca. And we're back. So, guys, what local podcasts or blogs do you like? We'll start with you, Michael. Uh, actually, one uh, that is on G Radio. It's called Newswired, and the, the hosts are Being Free. They use uh, stage names, so uh -huh. I'm not uh, actually sure what uh, their their birth names are. <laughs> but uh, it's it's a, a show that's you know quite similar to ours. It's discussing uh, current events, politics, uh, and relating them to to the city of Edmonton and to Alberta. So it's. Uh, you know, I think if you enjoy uh, what we do, uh, Newswired is certainly another avenue to get more political perspective. And they're on G Radio, so I do recommend that. I also enjoy um, the Modern Manhood podcast, oh, yeah. uh, which is a very interesting, uh, you know, I think topic, too. And I, yeah. you know, I, I have to say... On the Seen and Heard Network, you've compiled uh, certainly a, a great variety of shows, and uh, you know from Doctor Who to Montreal Sauce yeah. and all that, which are great shows <laughs> yeah, too. Totally. Yeah. Uh, but Modern Manhood, you know, looking at uh, you know what 
what it means to be masculine. Incredibly important. That was that's on my list as well. Yeah. And, uh, Harmon does amazing work and has uh, is one that is a must listen, I think, to everyone, not just men, um, but just to get a perspective of of what it looks like to be a man in in, in this modern world. And, yeah, and, in and a very um, sensitive and uh, ally kind of way. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, echoing that statement, I think another important podcast uh, from a social perspective is the broadcast. Yeah. And uh, that's one that I listen to whenever it comes out. Uh, and simply because we need more women in politics, and it's one of the greatest criticisms of our city council that's, that can't be, you, point, you can't point to a policy or a particular decision. Uh, it's just that we don't have enough women representing us in this city, and the broadcast is, you know, highlighting opportunities uh, for women to get involved in politics, but also the, the many great women that are in politics and giving them an opportunity to talk about you know, who were the five people that asked you to get elected? Mm -hmm. And, and as, mm -hmm. you know, that is becoming one of the most important things I've learned from that podcast. Yeah. Where, but really uh, something that wouldn't have come about unless that podcast existed. So I really love uh, the broadcast for yeah. that. So shout out to Alex and Trisha for totally. doing that. Yeah. 100%. And we're still, we're listening. So Excellent. keep it up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Any other recommendations? Obviously Dave Berta and yeah. the, the politics blog. Uh, that informs a lot of, uh, my thought, not necessarily my opinion, <laughs> on what's going on in the in the province. Um, but what I love about that blog is that Dave uh, does such a great job of pulling information together mm -hmm. and factual information uh, in a way that is important and, and, and unbiased. And, and when you're looking for the ins and outs of what's going on provincially, it's a great blog for that. So. If you like us and like politics, that's a good reading piece as well. Yeah. Piece. I, I also thought of uh, another one, and uh, it's one that I've uh, guest starred on. And un unfortunately, it's, it hasn't been on a regular basis. It's uh, it's uh, um, run by an, another friend of mine, and, and Elliot. He's actually appeared on our show, Nathaniel Villegas. Oh, yes, I remember. He's yeah. uh, talked to us about Cuba. And he started a podcast called The Casual, and it was to talk about obscure movies. Okay. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, he hasn't really gotten around to making a regular schedule of it, so... Which is hard. I don't blame him. Yeah. <laughs> so there's actually only been five episodes. But uh, if you are interested, uh, you know, because of their... They're really they're types of episodes you can listen to any time because right. they're talking about old movies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I appeared on one... Um, it was Dirty Harry versus Death Wish. Oh. <laughs> Charles Bronson and Clint Eastwood. And I was on the team of Death Wish and, you know, why that's the better, or not Death Wish, Dirty Harry and why that's the better film. So, um, you know, it's it's an interesting premise and I, I got to get on Nathaniel and encourage him to, right. to produce more. But yeah. if you're interested in that, that's... Uh, I think it's a good premise to have a podcast on. Excellent. Yeah. There is so much. This question gets harder and harder every time that you ask it, I'm sure, for mm -hmm. your... your uh, guests, there is so much wonderful content coming out of this city right now, and wonderful podcasts on a number of different issues, a wide range of different issues. It doesn't have to be about politics specifically, although I know we've sort of highlighted those. Yeah. Um, but there is so much great content, and if you want to learn more, check out cnrda.com. <laughs> you guys are always so nice about plugging me, so thank you. Yeah. <laughs> My last question to you is: What advice would you have for someone who wants to start a podcast with a friend? 
I guess don't give up. I mean, I guess there may be the sense that you're not speaking to anyone or like nobody's listening. But I think that if you continue to do it on a regular basis, not only will you get better at talking about your chosen subject, but people will start to listen. Uh, certainly, like I said, when we started, um, you know, we didn't really have a, a vision of where it was going to go. We just we came together because we enjoyed talking. Well, politics. we were going to have the conversations anyway. That was That's always yeah. the joke. Right. So, <laughs> so why not just put a so mic I, in front I, of I guess uh, <laughs> my my advice would be just to be persistent, and uh, the audience will come, and there are avenues that uh, will give you more exposure. Certainly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't do this enough, uh, but. It, you have to pick someone that uh, you care about mm-hmm. and that cares about you and brings out the best in you. And I've been very fortunate that to, to have met Michael and know Michael. And uh, as much as you know, we fight on the show, yeah. and I'm always right. But um, <laughs> yeah, he's always know, right. He's on the right. <laughs> at the end of the day, um, this show hadn't lasted as long as it had, and certainly wouldn't come out as consistently as it as it did uh, if it wasn't for Michael and Michael's influence on it. And I, we, it wouldn't be the show. Uh, in my mind, well, I couldn't do a politics show without him. I, I agree. Yeah, I mean, something. Obviously, our dynamic works very well, and uh, you know, I have I. I have other friends too who are politically engaged and so does Elliot but that doesn't mean that they could do a show together right yeah you're max you're you're matching your on-air personalities with your off-air work ethics and yeah. work dynamics yeah. and I think that that is something that we didn't necessarily know going in but we have been very fortunate that we've clicked in that way yeah, yeah. that's maybe because we did group projects or worked on papers together back at well, the university sure, so yeah. we knew that but you know like yeah. I did I don't think I would have really recognized that value and the importance of that and I think that that is almost as important if not more than your on-air dynamics yeah shout out to Tori and uh, Poli Sci 220 for bringing you together that's right Dr. Trevor I think it was 10th or 11th floor I forget Uh, lofty thoughts happen yeah Yeah, that's right Well, thank you guys so much for talking to me today. Thank you so much for having us. You can subscribe to High Level Showdown on iTunes and you can get them on at gradio.ca as well. And you can visit highlevelshowdown.podomatic.com. Shows on Twitter and Facebook too. Yeah. You can find Michael's prose on beforethecyborgs.com and you can uh, fight with them about politics on Twitter at at Tanti90 and at Michael Vecchio 2 You won't be able to write any of that down right now, but that's okay because the links and their recommendations yes. will all be in the show notes at seenandheardyeg.com. Subscribe to my newsletter at seenandheardyeg.com for complete coverage of Edmonton's blogs and podcasts. Thanks for listening. Thank you.